following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. As you all know, we are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey with six offices throughout the state and some announcements about our group. We will be opening our newest office in Teaneck, New Jersey, probably uh, seeing patients there in about two months. And that will be, of course, I'll keep you all informed for those people in Bergen County who want to see us. They'll definitely have an office that's easier to get to. We'll be moving our Englewood uh, office to Teaneck. So that's a new change there. Also um, happening at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, as you know, the website I've been speaking about for such a long time. Please visit ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com. The new website is up and running beautifully now for a while. I want you all to visit that. Totally different than the old website. A lot more educational information for you as well as videos. We also have, uh, also have now our patient link for you to actually sign up and be able to um, check in on um, some of your records and information for you. So there is a, a patient portal there that I want you to all look at and sign in on um, for that type of information. Again, that's ansdocs.com. Our main number in Morristown, as always, is 973-285-7800. And again, on the website, you can read about our new centers, which is our brain tumor center, our spine center, and then our minimally invasive uh, skull-based surgery center. So take a look at those. Um, again, happy Sunday to everyone. Um, again, I always listen to all of you, and I'm bringing you a show um, again on a topic that we did a while ago, but a lot of people have been asking me to bring back um, another specialist in this area. So um, I'm bringing to you this morning Dr. Um, Elliot Rosenstein, who is the director uh, for the Institute of Rheumatic and Autoimmune Diseases. Um, he is at Overlook Medical Center, which you know right here is in Summit, New Jersey. I'll give you the number for the Institute now, and then again at the end of the show, it's 908-598-7940. So I want to say good morning to you, Dr. Rosenstein. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on this morning. Um, before we get into the topic, we're going to be discussing um, rheumatology and uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and then there's a little bit of a connection um, with uh, a hypothesis that you and your wife made um, linking it to periodontal disease. But I really want to get into the rheumatoid arthritis and the types of arthritis and a little bit about that. Before we do, just let our listeners know a little bit about who you are, um, your office, the institute, some of your educational background. Well, uh, the institute is something that we started at Overlook about four or five years ago, where we've brought together several uh, rheumatologists, adult rheumatologists. Um, we're, we're the largest hospital-based practice in the state. Uh, we've developed several programs where we are working with other disciplines to, to try to optimize care for patients with uh, rheumatic diseases. Uh, we work closely with the pediatricians at Morristown. 
we, we run a teaching program for, for many of the other physicians in the, the state. And we're, we're really trying to increase the profile of rheumatology in New Jersey. That's awesome. And that's located at Overlook Medical Center. Correct. Okay. Again, for you, again, the, uh, the address there is 30 th- 33, sorry about that, Overlook Road, Suite one, uh, L101. That's 33 Overlook Road, Suite L01. Again, that's in Summit. So, Dr. Rub- <coughs> excuse me, Rubenstein, let's get into, I guess, basic questions first. What is a rheumatologist? So, rheumatologist is a medical specialist that deals with musculoskeletal disorders. Uh, so, we, we deal with common and obvious conditions like osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, but we also deal with a lot of exotic diseases that can show themselves in the musculoskeletal system, but not necessarily exclusively in the musculoskeletal system, like lupus, scleroderma, different types of vasculitis and uh, a lot of diseases that might go unrecognized by the audience. Right. And when you talk about an autoimmune disease, could you elaborate a little bit uh, on that for us? What does that actually mean, an autoimmune disease? Well, to understand autoimmune disease, first you have to know what the purpose of the immune system is. So the immune system is the, the part of the body that's devoted to fighting off foreign invaders and also to some extent fighting off cancers that may develop internally. So normally it's directed against bacteria and viruses that would be attacking the the body from outside. Sometimes the system can get subverted, confused, and it starts to attack its own tissues. And when it attacks its own tissues, that's autoimmunity. all of us have a little bit of autoimmunity naturally because it serves a, uh, a useful purpose in, in helping us clear dead cells and uh, other material that has become obsolete within the body. But sometimes that natural autoimmunity becomes exaggerated and shows itself as autoimmune diseases, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, many others. Okay. Um, you mentioned there's two types of arthritis. Let's talk about both of them. Let's start with um, the rheumatoid arthritis. What is that? Well, there are actually about 120 different types of arthritis, but there are okay. two major ones. Let's start with the two major ones. All right. So the two major ones are osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, if it's all right, let's talk about osteoarthritis Fine, first sure. uh, because it's much more common. Okay. So there, there are upwards around 50 million Americans that have osteoarthritis. Some of us know we have it. Many of us don't know we have it. Uh, We would diagnose it based on an x-ray. Doesn't doesn't mean that one has to have symptoms just because one has the condition. But osteoarthritis is the condition that affects many of us as we get older. Um, The ones that can cause the the knuckles to become gnarly. It's the condition that can cause limitation of motion of the the neck and, and the back and brings a lot of patients to your practice. Right. Um, But this, for the most part, is a degenerative condition. It's what we call a biomechanical condition. Uh, Autoimmunity doesn't play a large role in it. It's something that that happens commonly and naturally to to many of us. Uh, Often trauma will will set it off. Uh, There there are metabolic and genetic reasons that a person can have osteoarthritis, but it's it's very common, and, and many of us have it and there, there's still no good way to, uh, to prevent it from happening. Uh, we do know that uh, physical uh, strain and stress on the joint will exaggerate it, so obesity is one of the major risk factors for developing osteoarthritis. But it's, it's really strongly contrasted to rheumatoid arthritis, which is autoimmune. Right. It's the body making a mistake and thinking that the lining of the joint and other tissues is foreign. 
and uh, attacking it as it might a virus or a bacteria. Wow. Um, talking about um, osteoarthritis, is there a certain age that it actually starts um, for people that are listening? Our audience is around my age and older, um, which is you're really our mid-40s and older. Um, is there an age that we start um, when we have a pain? Because Lord knows I have many of them. And of course, we say, oh, I think I'm getting arthritis. Like, how would you know that that's starting? And what is usually the age that it starts if you're going to get it? Well, it usually starts in the late 30s and 40s. Mm. Okay. But it doesn't really show itself until the the 50s and and 60s. So that it's it's late middle age that most people develop symptoms, unless something has happened to them, some sort of of trauma has set it off, uh, or unless there is a particular metabolic or or genetic predisposition to it. But the the way people would know they have it. Um, Pain. Pain is really the cardinal manifestation of, of all types of arthritis. It's not very inflammatory, so generally uh, you don't see much redness and swelling in the, the joints. But it's, it's progressive pain. It usually starts asymmetrically, meaning one side gets affected more often than, than the other side. It's usually in the weight-bearing joints, so the hips and the knees are the places where people frequently get it the hands also, and when it affects the hands, it's usually the, the joints closest to the nails. Um, Interesting. And as we mentioned before, the, the neck and the low back. Okay. How about ankles? You know I have a connection to ankles. <laughs> uh, it, it's curious, and uh, this is a mystery why ankles are not affected very often by osteoarthritis. So okay, it's good. usually just after trauma if somebody has osteoarthritis in the ankles. Interesting. And then another question I did get um, after I did a show about a year ago was about the gnarly fingers and hands um, where they start to turn out and they get huge knuckles. What is actually happening there that that causes that dis disformity? Well, the, the huge knuckles, we think, happen because the cartilage is wearing down, and that, that's probably one of the primary defects in osteoarthritis. And as the cartilage wears down, the stress that the cartilage normally absorbs, and the cartilage is sort of the ball bearing or the, the cushioning of the joint, so the, the stress that the cartilage normally absorbs gets transferred to the bone, and the bone reacts by growing thicker. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay, jumping <clears throat> over to the rheumatoid, a little bit more about that uh, briefly. What is rheumatoid arthritis? Very different disease. So <clears throat> osteoarthritis, we said, affects people late middle age for the most part, uh, pretty evenly men and women. Rheumatoid arthritis affects younger women. That's the classical patient that, that has rheumatoid arthritis, a, a woman in her 30s or 40s. Wow. And uh, it affects women about three times as often as it does men. And That's the so autoimmune etiology to it, uh, the inflammatory nature of it, uh, the joints become swollen, tender, uh, boggy, <clears throat> excuse me, boggy to the touch as opposed to the bony, gnarly changes that we were talking about with, with osteoarthritis. The joints that are affected are slightly different. For the most part, it's the place where the fingers meet the hand. Those joints are, are called, those knuckles are called the MCP joints. So that's one of the more common places, the wrists. That's not a common joint for osteoarthritis, but it's a very common joint for, for rheumatoid arthritis. You were asking about ankles. Ankles are common with, with rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, when it affects the spine, it really only affects the most upper portion of the, the neck where the, where the cervical spine meets, meets the head. For the most part, it, it spares the rest of the uh, vertebral column. That's so interesting how it just kind of different select areas. <clears throat> um, it's probably another uh, show, but why do you feel it's more women? Just the makeup of uh, women that it 
Autoimmune diseases in general affect women much more than than men, some even more so than rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, There's a condition called Sjogren's syndrome uh, where women are affected 10 times as often as men. And Sjogren's syndrome is a condition where uh, the the glands can be affected and people end up with dry eyes and dry mouth often because of the the condition. And some people with rheumatoid arthritis can actually develop Sjogren's syndrome. But coming back to your question, why? Uh, It's often been blamed on estrogen, but that's probably a simplistic and only partial answer. Uh, We know that there are other genes um, that are responsible for immune function that uh, are coming into play, and many of them sit on the X chromosome. And as you know, women have two X chromosomes, whereas men only have one X chromosome. That is so interesting. Um, for those listening, and, and, and now I know how people are when they're listening, they're saying, oh, I might have that symptom, I might have that. What are the treatments available? Let's start with osteo, since it's the most simple. Um, we watch television, we see commercials that are always like, for your arthritis, take this. What is the best treatment for osteoarthritis? Uh, and before I answer that question, sure. I, I just want to make an important distinction because I don't want our audience to think that just because they're having an ache or a pain, they're necessarily developing one of these conditions. Sure. But um, there are many reasons for people to to have aches and pains, and most of them don't involve the development of of arthritis. If the the pain is progressive and getting to the point where it's interfering with function, that's the kind of situation where it does make sense to to have it checked out. But in terms of the, the two conditions that we've been talking about, one of the biggest distinctions between the two is the development of stiffness in the morning. So people with osteoarthritis generally have very short-lived stiffness in the morning, maybe 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But people with rheumatoid arthritis, it goes on very often, half hour, hour, two hours. There's some people that have stiffness throughout the day. So that's really one of the the ways that we distinguish between the the two. But to address your question about treatment, it's kind of ironic that osteoarthritis, which is the more common condition, we have lesser therapies for. Wow. Rheumatoid arthritis, which is the, the less common condition, we have some wonderful, amazing new treatments for. With osteoarthritis, for the most part, we treat the symptoms. <clears throat> Excuse me. If somebody's having pain, if somebody is having some low-level inflammation, we'll treat them with anti-inflammatory medications, over-the-counter ibuprofen or naproxen or other medications in that family that, that come by prescription. But we have yet to develop a medication that we have confidence changes the course of the condition. We can just treat the symptoms at symptoms this point. Itself. Now, there, there are a lot of supplements that get marketed for treatment of osteoarthritis. Some of them may have some benefit, but uh, the studies that have investigated this really haven't been very conclusive. Chondroitin and glucosamine are, are popular uh, supplements, but um, the, the, the jury is still out on them. On those. And, and they've been investigated in, in lots of different studies, and it's still inconclusive whether they do anything helpful. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to discuss um, a really interesting topic that uh, you and your wife uh, were looking into about periodontal disease and rheumatoid arthritis. Um, So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
There's a unique place in New Jersey that more and more people are discovering. A pioneer in healthcare leading the way with programs like their nationally recognized spine center, skull base surgery center, and their brain tumor center. That place is Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, ANS. Improving lives with exceptional neurosurgical services, medical firsts, and one-of-a-kind programs. ANS, home to New Jersey's largest group of world-renowned fellowship-trained neurosurgeons offering advanced treatment options. ANS, a leader in stroke care with a success rate greater than the national average. Among the first in the country to use stent trievers, allowing surgeons to immediately restore blood flow to the brain. ANS, the leaders in spine care, using the latest minimally invasive techniques for spine surgery that actually reduce recovery time from weeks to days. ANS, restoring hope and helping patients regain their lifestyles. And it's all happening right here in New Jersey. For more information, go to ansdocs.com or call 973-285-7 Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood, from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Our website to uh, visit us is ansdocs.com, and our main number is 973-285-7800. And I do want to remind all the listeners to visit my website, which is AnswersLiveNJ.com. Again, that's AnswersLiveNJ.com. All the shows that we've been doing, really, for almost two years now, <clears throat> is on that website. Of course, today's also. Give it two weeks, usually, and we'll upload that, and you can re-listen to the shows over and over again. Get those important um, numbers you need and information um, that will help you make decisions you may need about your health. Again, today I'm speaking with Elliot <coughs> excuse me, Rosenstein, um, who is the director of the Institute for Rheumatic and Autoimmune Disease at Overlook Medical Center in Summit. We've learned a lot about uh, rheumatoid arthritis as well as osteoarthritis, but what was really interesting that I wanted people to know is really um, a hypothesis that Dr. Um, Rosenstein and his wife has come up with about periodontal disease and rheumatoid arthritis. Um, Can you let us know what prompted you to look into that and what have you found out? Well, <clears throat> there's always been interest in to why people come down with certain diseases. You were asking before about about why autoimmune diseases affect women, and we were talking a little bit about estrogen and genetics. But uh, there's a lot that we still don't understand, and, and we were interested in determining uh, if any other conditions could be identified that might predispose to rheumatoid arthritis. One of the things that has been identified has been smoking, and uh, for the the last 20 or 30 years, there's been abundant evidence that people that smoke have a, a higher risk of developing rheumatoid arthritis. And in fact, if you stop smoking, that may actually help Im- improve the the condition. But as far as the the dental connection, uh, there, there's been suspicion of a dental connection with with uh, rheumatoid arthritis for at least the the last 30 or 40 years. Nobody really understood why, but people had made the observation that there were a lot of similarities between what was going on in the the gums in people who had periodontal disease, and what was going on in the joint in people who had rheumatoid arthritis. Um, so the observation was there, but there, there really wasn't a good understanding what the connection might be. There was a suspicion that people with rheumatoid arthritis couldn't take care of their mouths well, and that, that might have been the connection, uh, because their hands were affected, they, they couldn't floss, they couldn't brush adequately. But that, that really doesn't explain it. And I mentioned that Sjogren's syndrome to you before, that right. condition that causes dry eyes and dry mouth, which affects about a third of people with rheumatoid arthritis. And there was a thought that maybe 
it was those people, the people with Sjogren's syndrome, that uh, ran into dental problems because their mouths were so dry. But that, that doesn't explain it either. Uh, so, as, as you mentioned, my, my wife is a periodontist, and, uh, and I am a rheumatologist. And every so often, we would talk about the, uh, the science of our fields, and I would kid her about being the rheumatologist of the mouth. Um, but reading her journals and, and uh, her reading my journals, we saw that there were a lot of parallels between the, the research that, that was going on in the two fields. And one thing that uh, came to our attention was a particular microorganism that, that's been identified as the major cause of periodontal disease. And this bacteria produces an enzyme which can alter certain proteins. And those altered proteins are actually the same proteins that people with rheumatoid arthritis develop antibodies to. So and the antibodies are the proteins that we all make in the blood to, to help fight off um, bacteria and viruses. Right. And uh, on occasion, we can make proteins to our own, um, antibodies to our own constituents. But uh, it usually doesn't happen in great abundance or, or, or in great concentration. And yet people with rheumatoid arthritis make this particular antibody, which virtually never happens in any other condition, and they make them in large amount, and it's to a, an altered amino acid, an altered protein, that uh, this bacteria in the, in the, the mouth can, uh, can, can um, bring to the attention of the immune system. Wow, that, that is so interesting to think that your teeth are linked to like a systemic disease like that. Um, what are some of the definitive conclusions that you have made about this? Have you really made those yet, or is the hypothesis still being researched? And the hypothesis is still being researched. Uh, we, we sort of opened the door to the, the field. We, we haven't done any of the benchwork research ourselves, but uh, our hypothesis, which was published back in 2004, has really prompted uh, investigations at, at many medical and dental centers throughout the, the world. There, there are now somewhere between 150 and 200 scientific articles that have been published wow. uh, trying to, to explore this connection. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of interest, uh, a lot of confidence in the the connection. Although the uh, the di direct uh, mechanism has not been fully elaborated, but uh, there there is research going on right now using vaccines, trying to uh, to eliminate this bacteria to see whether we can, in the process, eliminate the the development of rheumatoid arthritis. And there's been some success with with laboratory animals. The um, uh, excuse me. When you say the bacteria there, so they're trying to come up with, I guess, um, a medication to kill that bacteria. Where does it come from itself? Do they know that? Is it something that's just breeding in your mouth? Is it something you're exposed to? Is it a bacteria that like transfers from pe person to person? Anything? The, those are great questions. Many of which we don't have the answers to yet. But uh, this is a bacteria that you can find in most people's mouths. But uh, it's, it's there in minute qual uh, quantities in most people. In people who have periodontal disease, though, the, the amount increases. Uh, you can find it deep in the, the gums surrounding the involved teeth. And the, the body mounts an immune response to it, which doesn't happen in, in the normal individual. And, and we, we think that, um, that it is causing local damage and altering these proteins. 
and because the, the body's immune system is directed towards eliminating these bacteria in the, the gums, the immune system hones in on these altered proteins and starts to produce the antibodies, which may lead to, to rheumatoid arthritis. Um, but there's vaccine work, there's antibiotic trials that have gone on trying to eliminate this bacteria. Uh, it, it does seem to improve the periodontal disease, but we haven't yet fully established whether it's going to alter the rheumatoid arthritis. Right. It's probably a question for your wife, but um, and it's of, of course I want to stress that this is a hypothesis. Studies are still going on, but patients that have um, periodontal disease, severe, are those ones that have found to have more of this bacteria yet? Have studies been on for that? So people with periodontal disease clearly have this bacterium more. Okay. But the corollary to that question is people with periodontal disease get rheumatoid arthritis more. People with severe periodontal disease get severe rheumatoid arthritis more. So the the connection is is clear. Whether it's cause and effect, we we have promoted the hypothesis and it's being explored and there's good evidence to suggest that it is. But we we can't say that with uh, with a hundred percent certainty. Sure, sure. Um, another question, I guess, going along with our discussion this morning: Do more women have periodontal disease than men? Uh, at certain ages, women do get it more often than men, but but clearly that's not the the only explanation right. for the, uh, the 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 difference among men and women. Okay, I'm doing my own hypothesis as we're discussing. It, like, it's Whoa. a thought that we've looked at too. <laughs> very very interesting. So that's really a unique uh, topic. It's a new, unique subject. And um, when do you think some of these studies would start coming out? Uh, I know people are looking into them to maybe you know, prove this hypothesis? Well, the studies are ongoing, and I think within the, the next five years, we'll, we'll have much more definitive information. But it, it's already translated into, into useful uh, recommendations for, for patients. Uh, there, there's studies that show that if somebody has rheumatoid arthritis and they have their periodontal disease treated, that the rheumatoid arthritis may improve, not to the extent that it's going to go away on its own, not to the extent that somebody can eliminate medications, but um, there's evidence to show that people treated for their periodon periodontal disease respond to medications better than if they don't get treated. Right. And based on your research, what are your recommendations in general um, for patients that have rheumatoid arthritis? Um, I'm going to kind of list in areas below, but to be effective, um, I have something here that was fatty acid uh, supplementation. Those are the pills we were talking about. Right. So on, on the prior show, there was there was discussion of omega-3 fatty acids, right. and that's actually something that has been looked at in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, when, when patients ask what can they do on their own, what lifestyle measures can they institute to try to improve rheumatoid arthritis, this is one of the things that we call to their attention. So the consumption of fish oil, which contains these omega-3 fatty acids, seems to have some beneficial effect both on periodontal disease and on rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, with the rheumatoid arthritis, it seems to improve the condition, and it's, it seems to allow the other medications that we use to treat the, the condition to, to work better. But in addition to that, um, the, the dental connection, we suggest that people with rheumatoid arthritis see their dentists. Uh, we suggest that they stop smoking because that's clearly linked with the, the development of the, of the condition. And obesity, uh, is a risk factor also for both the development of rheumatoid arthritis and periodontal disease. So losing weight is well recommended. Right. So definitely my hypothesis for all the shows I've done are things that you watch your weight 
and stop smoking. That's really the uh, every show that I've done on every disease process. It it always comes down to a lot of that, and it's a healthy lifestyle. Um, uh, like I said, what an interesting show. Um, we're going to start to close today's show. Uh, any takeaway messages? I always ask my guests before we end our shows for patients on osteo, rheumatoid, periodontal disease that you'd like to let uh, our listeners know about. Well, I, I think your observation is very relevant. If people would stop smoking and lose weight, we could eliminate 50% of the uh, the diseases or the intensity of the diseases that, that we have as Americans. And I think as Americans, we're particularly guilty of, of those two. Right. Uh, but with, with arthritis, uh, with joint pain, if something continues for, for days and, and seems Seems to be getting progressively worse. Bring it to the attention of your your primary care provider, and if he or she thinks it's appropriate, rheumatologist should be consulted. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. That was Dr. Elliot <clears throat> Rosenstein from the Institute of Rheumatic Disease and Autoimmune Diseases. Again, the number there uh, for the institute itself is nine zero eight five nine eight seven nine four zero. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show um, and really educating us again on this um, really interesting topic. Um, we're going to be looking for those studies in the next five years to see if there is a direct link and, and what's going on with that. Again, I'm Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. I want to wish everyone a happy Sunday and always know we're there for you at Atlantic Neurosurgical. Thanks and have a wonderful day. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions.